This is Stephanie Rule, your NHA podcast host, and I'd like to welcome you to our January 2021 episode. Our topic for this month is a new year, renewing your inner wealth. It's so common for us to set these lofty, unattainable New Year's resolutions that leave us feeling empty or disappointed in ourselves when we cannot commit to these goals or reach our goals especially after the particularly challenging year that 2020 brought us. So what if instead we took a different angle? What if we took the angle of creating miracles from molecules for ourselves? You know, making a resolution to build our inner wealth by starting with focusing on the tiniest things we are doing right in each moment. Take our everyday, seemingly unimportant moments, zoom in on them, and celebrate the truth about our greatness in those moments. What if we were to use the incredible Nurtured Heart tools that are here for us to support, deepen, and strengthen our relationship with ourself? The Nurtured Heart approach has a beautiful way of showing us how to find the gift in all relationships we encounter. With our own inner wealth as our vehicle, we can navigate even the most challenging of life's uncertainties while maintaining a healthy sense of self. So just a few announcements before I introduce my guest for today. You can subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so that you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness. You can explore our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com, for many great resources, including registering for our upcoming virtual CTI, or Certification Training Intensive, January 17th through 22nd. And you can visit our Facebook page, The Nurtured Heart Approach, for informative discussions around the application of NHA in your life. Certified trainers of The Nurtured Heart Approach are on this page and provide great feedback and insight as you begin your journey with NHA. Lastly, if you have any questions, comments, or any feedback regarding the podcast, you can email them to nhapodcast.csf at gmail.com. So without further ado, I am honored to introduce my guest who is here with me today to discuss building inner wealth, not just in our kids, but in ourselves as well. Mussy Diskin is a mother of three and a certified Nurtured Heart Approach trainer and coach. Mussy has always been dedicated to seeking and revealing every person's deep essential worth and empowering them to own and stand in that light. After spending time in and out of classrooms and school administration positions, she stumbled on the Nurtured Heart Approach, which finally gave her the permission, the tools, and the language to really do what she'd always believed in. Now, Mussy dedicates her heart, humor, and passion to teach and be the nurtured heart all the time, every place, with everyone. Welcome to the show, Mussy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. 
Well, it's an honor for me to have you here on the show today. You have clearly dedicated yourself to empowering others to live out their essential worth, as you said in your bio. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about how you have learned to empower yourself to stand in your own essential worth. So I'm excited for this conversation. Mm, me too. <laughs> so, okay. So oftentimes during the podcast, I will ask my guests to give our listeners a quick definition of NHA, but for this, the purposes of this conversation, I think it would be more beneficial for us to chat about the definition of inner wealth and what inner wealth truly means. So Musi, I'd love to hear, um, you, I'd love to hear your version, how you define what inner wealth is. Well, it's interesting because I hadn't been intentional about the wording in my bio, but I'm realizing that what I wrote in my bio is also what I feel about inner wealth. Um, mm. Because for me, inner wealth is like this, like, it's this deep knowing of, of who I am. It's this deep knowing of my worth and mm. of why I matter and why I'm here and what I, you know, what I bring to the table and like, just this it's it's a deep knowing of I matter I'm needed and and this is and I gotta show up because mm -hmm. because I have all this to offer um it's kind of like positive self-concept and it's and it's and it's kind of like to use you know psychological terminology it'd be like an attach a healthy secure attachment with myself mm -hmm. but really it's it's my worth it's knowing, it's knowing that I'm worth it and that I've got so much to share. I love that. I love the way you said it's a deep knowing of your worth. It's not just that like basic level of, oh yeah, you know, I do good things sometimes. So oh, yeah, I'm basically a good person. It's taking it to that next deeper level of knowing who you truly are and what your worth is and trusting that you can share that worth with the world as well. Yeah, it's so deep. It's mm -hmm. so, it's like identity in a way. Like if I think of what, yeah. like the word identity is, it's like, it's like that deep connection with my identity and purpose. Mm. Yes, it really is. I love that. That's a great connection. It is that deep connection to who you are, your identity mm -hmm. on all levels. So yeah. let's talk about how, um, how to renew our inner wealth in, in this new year. I mean, this is a new year and boy, do we all really need this renewal um, in so many different ways. Um, so I would love it if we could start by breaking down the three stands of Nurtured Heart Approach and discuss how we can use each of those stands to build inner wealth in ourselves. So just a quick rundown of each stand, stand one, for our listeners, stand one is absolutely no. I refuse to give energy to negativity, whether it's my own personal negativity, negativity coming from my children, or negativity coming from the world. Stand two is absolutely yes. I will relentlessly create and nurture success, not only in my children, but also in myself and in the world around me. And then stand three is absolutely clear. I will create clear and consistent rules and boundaries for my children and myself alike. All right. So those are the three stands. Let's start with stand one. Um, and Musi, I'd love it if you could share a story or situation from your life when 
you did not give energy to your own negative self-talk or your own negative thoughts and what that may look like and, and how you may have done that. Well, what's funny is that um, in the conversation of how to build inner wealth, the first thing is like the three stands. So I'm so glad that this is where we're going. <laughs> and, um, and what's funny is also, I had a story that I was going to share, but actually this morning <laughs> is a better story because it's more oh, current. Fresh. I love um, it. <laughs> because so um, with this recording that we're doing, I had, um, I have confusion with time zones and I got on an hour early. And then I realized, and I was like, um, wow, okay, what do I do now? And then I was feeling all this like excited and nervous energy. And I had so much I could have done. And instead I kind of just started scrolling through my phone and escaping a little bit in my phone. And right away, my brain is like, oh, you could have, you, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And, and my stand one is like, oh no, you're not. Absolutely not. I'm not going there. I'm not going to shame myself. And right away, I, I, I respond back to those voices, to that inner critic. And I'm like, actually, I'm really excited about this podcast and I'm really nervous about it. And I have a lot of energy inside of me. And the fact that I'm escaping right now and like, kind of going crazy on my phone like who can I message and what can I read just <laughs> to show how much I love this stuff and how much I'm excited to share it with the world and how big this is for me that I get to and mm -hmm. I love that about myself mm. so I guess I'm jumping into stand two a little bit but my stand one is like when those voices come up when it's you know the guilt or the shame or the shoulds you should you should you should um or that, that guilt of like, oh my gosh, I just did that, you know? Mm -hmm. Or even the other day, I was not my best with my daughter at all. And I'm starting to feel bad about it. It's like, hey, no, we're not going there because that's not gonna help anybody. You're a great mom. And you know, you have your moments, you're human, but that's not gonna define us. That's not gonna define you. And thank God you're human because otherwise you wouldn't have the chance of being a mother, you know? <laughs> like stop that right yes. there. So right. it's really, it's just this absolutely no, like this, this stand, taking a stand, like we say, taking a stand is that, is that decision and that resolute, like I'm here and I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yes. Yes. And doing that for taking that stand of absolutely no for ourselves is an imperative piece of building our own inner wealth, because we walk around this earth as humans saying, negative thoughts, negative things to ourselves on a daily basis that we oftentimes are unconscious. We don't even realize we're doing it. It's that negative inner critic, like you said, Mussy, that just almost whispers in our ear. And it, we have to be so incredibly intentional to reset that inner critic, right? We have to really be aware that it's there. We have to be um, willing to stop it when it happens. Um, and I love your example of a way to stop it. It's so, it was so, um, it was so real life, you know, it's not like you did some grand gesture and this big, enormous thing to say, I will not have negative thoughts about signing into this meeting at the wrong time. It was a simple, almost your reset in that moment was almost a redirect. Like, what can I do to take my mind off of 
feeling the way I'm feeling and having these negative thoughts. And so you picked up your phone and got lost in your phone. And that allowed you, that was your like stop and reset moment, which opened up your stand too. So now you could, the clouds started to part and you could start to recognize what was going right. What is going right for you? What, you know, what's good about you in this moment and all moments. Um, So that was such a great uh, real life example. And I I love that you shared that. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's, it's so once it's, a, it's like these, you know, we build neural pathways in our brains and you, mm-hmm. once you travel them a few times, they start to become e- easier, more easily accessible and more natural. And I find myself not even going down that critical thought passage that much naturally without even having to really reset myself. But it's definitely mm-hmm. been a journey of consciously saying, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not doing this, this dance anymore. Like we're not going to no, uh, no attacking me, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. And I know that listeners are hearing this and they're, a lot of them are probably thinking, but I mean, there's no way I could do that. Like I would never be able to stop that negative inner critic to the point where it's a natural occurrence where I just reset without even realizing I'm resetting. So can you speak to that? Like, what was that journey like for you from before, you know, in the beginning, when you first learned nurtured heart to where you are today, um, what was the journey like to, you know, be able to be come to the space where you can reset without even necessarily telling yourself it's time to reset or saying, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Hmm. Well, I guess I was gifted with this like deep, deep desire to like get this and have it. I was just, I wanted it so bad. Like I just I wanted to stop bashing myself. I wanted to start stop being um, critical of myself. I wanted to stop being critical of others. I wanted this so, so badly. Mm. Um, and there's only so much we can control. Like there's only so much we can do even when it comes to changing ourselves. You know, we have some deeply entrenched uh, coping mechanisms and way of ways of operating that start mm. from when we were super young and they're not so easy to just turn around. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just this, like, I read taking a stand and I listened to these podcasts and I just (laughs) kind of filled myself with this intention of this is, this is my intention. This is my vision of, of what I want, of how I want to be. And I can actually remember the very first time I had just finished reading this book, taking a stand, which is an amazing book folks and go get it. You can find it on Amazon about resetting ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just finished the book and I, and I was, I was, um, I mean, okay. The quick story is I, I was changing my, my son's mattress, like from a certain type of sheet to like this type of mattress cover that covers the entire bed. So you have to like pick up the mattress to put it on. And my intention had been to put it on in the morning and now it was bedtime and I walked in and I realized I hadn't done it. So I'm like all flooded, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And now bedtime's going to be late. And I was just totally true. And then my kids are like, what's going on? So they start jumping on the bed and one of my sons jumped on my back and I'm like, I have this mattress on my head and I'm like, just like a bulldozer because my way before this all was, I was such a reactor. Like I just jump in head first without thinking and try to manage and fix and control and make it all better because I was going to make it all better. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't pause. I didn't have that pause. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like jumped in there to do this mattress thing and I'm feeling all flooded and hot and you know, flushed. And my son jumps on my back and all I want to do is like fooling him across the room. I'm so angry. 
And somehow in that moment, and, and this is where I'm saying, it's like, I just had this intention and I, I prepared myself by listening and learning and reading and thinking and praying. I'm religious. I pray a lot. Um, but I, I just, in this moment, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the moment to reset. Like it just came to me. And I was so, it was amazing. I was so proud, but also not proud, just kind of grateful because I didn't feel like I did it. I just felt mm. like it came to me in that moment, like oh, reset, I know how to do that. And so I just, mm. I started breathing and I ran through the stands and I, you know, I'm not going to energize that my kids are, are not going to bed on time and that I forgot to do the sheet earlier and that this mattress is really heavy and that my son's on my back. Like, no, none of that stand to, wow, it's really great that I'm resetting instead of throwing my son across the room because that <laughs> might've hit his head really bad and that would have been abusive, you know? And then, um, and then stand three, what do I need right now? Oh, I need my son off my back. I need my kids to know what's going on because they have no idea what I'm doing. They thought it was bedtime and now they see mommy with a mattress on her head. <laughs> so so I, I was able to say, hey guys, guess what? Bedtime's canceled for tonight. You can go play, you can eat snack, you can go play a puzzle, you can do whatever you want because mommy forgot to do the sheet. As soon as I do the sheet, I'll call you back in and we'll start bedtime all over again. And they were fine, they ran out of the room and I had my space. So it just kind of came to me. So I guess to answer your question, it was, and then after that, it was like easier to reset because I had done it that one time. Mm -hmm. So it was just really like this intention setting of, I want this and I want to be less of a reactor and I want to be more of a responder and I want to have that pause and just like filling myself up with the information and, and also a lot of resetting, um, on my own in the calm times when I did the certification training intensive, I was very clear that I did it in person. So I was actually away from my family and I was very clear that this is a great time to practice resetting when I'm not actually triggered and flooded by my children because I'm mm -hmm. alone mm -hmm. and just practice, practice, practice resetting. So like at the end of the day or in the morning, I'll in the shower, I'll kind of tell myself my greatness and process if I'm, if I was triggered or if I had a bad moment with my kids, I'll, I'll reset myself later, even though I'm not in that actual moment and go back and, and, and re redo the inner critic stuff then like, Hey, what was my greatness there? And, and you know, what, what did I do right there? And just practice and, mm. and slowly it just becomes, it's like a, a pathway in the woods the first time you walk through the woods woods it's super hard to get through and you know there's twigs and and branches in the way but mm -hmm. then as you've traveled that path it starts to, the weeds start to die and you know you start to see your footsteps and eventually you can get like a, a big highway there if you keep traveling it enough you know so I feel like that's what it's like it's just that it's really hard in the beginning but that practice um and even even the stand one the absolutely no about my lack of progress with resetting myself like I refuse to shame myself for for forgetting to reset mm -hmm. if I a week later I'm like wow I just had a week where I was like the worst the world's worst mom oh well who cares too bad <laughs> like I refuse to let that become part of my portfolio become a part of my inner inner uh, self-concept because because I'm human and because I don't want to be the world's best mom. I'm not doing it purposely. Mm -hmm. I'm just flawed and that's who I am. And that's how I was made, you know, like, oh, well, but what can I honor about myself? What can I celebrate about myself? Because that then builds that, that inner wealth we're talking about that builds the strength that I need to pull mm -hmm. from, to be able to face 
those big trigger moments. So that's, you know, that's what I can change. That's what I can help myself with. Yes. And I love that you are celebrating, speaking to celebrating the whole self, including including our flaws, because they are part of who we are. We are human. We do have flaws. We cannot make those go away. Um, We were built to be imperfect beings. And therefore, why fight against those imperfections? Why push them, try desperately to keep pushing them away? Instead, we can reset into accepting them and then maybe in the future, kind of, you know, like the visualization you, you ha- gave me of the walking the pathway in the forest, you know, it may take a while, but in the future, you, may, you can get to the point where not only are you just accepting your flaws, but you come to love your flaws as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does take a lot of intention, like you said, a lot of intention and a lot of practice as well. Um, and I just... I loved everything you just shared. And I love, I love the story. I love the visualization of walking the pathway in the forest. That was beautiful. And I also loved your story about your, your the mattress and your son <laughs> being the monkey on your back because, because we're talking about stand one here, which is absolutely no, giving no energy to negativity. And really there's a bit of a secret about stand one that you don't really learn until you go to a CTI, the week-long training. Um, And that secret is that in stand one, in order for us to not give energy to our kids' negativity, we have to reset ourselves and we have to get really clear about that. That first, I'm going to reset me and let's see what happens after I reset me. And that example with your son jumping on your back and you wanting to throw him across the room is just such a perfect example because if you had not reset yourself first and made that intention that I am going to reset me in this moment right here and now before anything else happens, then the likelihood is that maybe you would have maybe not thrown him across the room, but, you know, reacted in a way that you would have maybe then shamed yourself about afterwards. Right. So, um, that was just a beautiful illustration of stand one. Um, I I loved it. So great story. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It's one of my let's, favorites. Yeah, let's go to stand two. Um, we have we have two more stands to get through here, and it's just such a rich conversation. I want to make sure that we get um, get in get all the way through the stands. So stand two. There's three intentions with that come along with stand two that are meant to support us in in that stand that we're taking of being um, relentless about creating and, and nurturing success in our children and in ourselves. So the first intention is called molecules to miracles. So I would love it, Musi, if you could share a little bit about the concept of creating miracles from molecules and how you might apply that intention to your daily life. Well, actually, I was thinking about the same story and about how not great it would be if I had flung him across the room and how great then is it that I didn't fling him across the room and that I chose to reset. And that I think is a great example of, of, of molecules from, uh, to miracles, because I, by, by considering, you know, how not great it would be if I would have gone ahead and not reset and then what I wanted to do. 
um, what I felt like doing, not wanted to do, but felt like doing, Right. Um, how not great that would be. And then all of a sudden I'm like blown away by how great it is that I didn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's a mindset that I've learned to have all the time. I remember hearing about gratitude um, at, from somewhere um, and maybe you know where the source is, um, but how there's always someone out there with less than, there's always someone happier than you with less than what you have, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And how, and how by considering like that, that, that somebody has less than me and is happy, then you start to have this, this attitude of gratitude. And I feel like with greatness, it's so similar. It's this idea of, of like, okay, so I can talk about how I didn't do all these things, you know, my sink's full of dishes and dinner's not ready and I, you know, whatever, or I can think about how much worse it could be. And all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I've done pretty well today. I actually am doing great. And we've all had, you know, our lows in our lives. We've all had worse days. There's always going to be a worse day and a worse possibility. And, and like, I can walk myself through this feeling of kind of feeling like a failure by thinking about like, but one second here, like, wait, what did I do today? I don't care what it was. Oh, I don't care if it was taking a shower this morning or getting my kids to school. There's something I did right. There's Mm -hmm. something I did right. And by really focusing on that and realizing that, hey, I totally could have not done that thing right. And then I'm like, wow, how great is it that I got that right? Even Mm -hmm. on a day when I feel like a failure, even on a day when all this bad stuff is going on. And then it's like even, then it's like even greater on, Mm -hmm. on a day that I feel like not even getting out of bed. And here I am, I'm out of bed, I'm dressed. I brushed my teeth this morning, like woohoo, you know? I can take anything and I can think about what it would have been like if I hadn't had that. And then I'm like, wow, I actually was a success today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love just focusing on anything, anything that, you know, people, it's, it's before Nurtured Heart, it's like, well, that's not really worth noticing. That's okay. like, duh, of course you brush your teeth this morning. Like what, you know, like, no, actually, I'm not going to take anything for granted. I'm not, you know, and there are times in life when maybe brushing my teeth in the morning is hard. And so I am not taking anything for granted. Mm-hmm. And I am going to recognize and appreciate the tiniest little sliver of success. Because guess what, if I hadn't done that, that wouldn't have been good. So how great is it that I've done it? And then I'm just so filled with this miracle of me. <laughs> mm, yes, I love that. And I love that you tied in the same story with uh, the mattress into um, stand too, because it really does, it really does show how not the whole concept of, um, how he likes to talk, Howard Glasser likes to talk about, you know, how great is it that that not great thing didn't happen? Right. Right. And so in that moment with the mattress, um, you know, because you were able to reset yourself, you were able then to see, wow, look at how great it is that I am not that I am reset and that I am not in fact throwing my kid across the room. And <laughs> right. So in a, in a, a moment where, uh, you know, without nurtured heart, you might think, well, duh, I mean, geez, why would I throw my, I shouldn't be throwing my, that's like the worst thing ever throwing your kid across the room. I should not do that obviously, but with nurtured heart, we're able to find, fine tune those moments to say, wait a minute, I I'm human. I am flawed. I make mistakes. I could have very easily chosen to do that one thing I didn't want to do, but 
because I reset myself, I was able to not do that. And now at a molecule, taking a molecule, right? Like I didn't throw my kid across the room and blowing it up into this great success of yours. Like, wow, look at, look at the restraint I have. That is incredible. And more importantly, look at how intentional I am about loving my kid, even when I'm frustrated with my kid. Um, you know, and so that's the whole concept of creating miracles from molecules. It's taking those everyday moments that are either those like, Oh, no big deal. Like brushing your teeth moments or the other type, which is the, you know, like, well, duh, of course I shouldn't do that kind of moment, but you know what? We have a choice in every moment. So we can always choose to, to do the thing we do want to do or the thing we wish we hadn't done. Um, we always, every moment get to make those choices. And so when we do make those good choices, like you did in that moment and reset yourself, use great restraint, reset into your love for your kids, you were able to turn this stressful, chaotic, yucky moment into something fun for your kids. And you turned it into this, oh, bedtime is canceled tonight, right? Which obviously it wasn't canceled, but it gave them, it turned that stressful moment for them into a fun, playful moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So and, and for myself, it turned it into a moment, maybe not fun, but it turned it into a moment <laughs> of inner wealth because from here right. on out, I look back at that moment and I say, wow, I was so strong and, and amazing that I reset in that moment. And I, and I now have that firsthand experience of success where I can say, I know how to reset even in an intense moment because I was, I did it. Look, I did it. So I built for myself something that now I can pull from within my inner wealth in a big moment and say, remember that I can do this. I can do this. Yes, absolutely. And this really ties into the the next intention of uh, stand two, which is the intention of baby steps and celebrating every little success along the way that we have. Um, Do you want to speak a little bit more about, about baby steps? Yeah, I, I love, I love that. Um, and it's, it's so fun. It's so fun me to watch myself because I've changed so much. And I mean, you know, you, do, you y'all don't know me <laughs> before, <laughs> but, um, just to watch myself, like cheer myself on. It's so funny. It's like, I have the opposite of an inner critic now in my head going mm. like, I'll do this. I'll do the simplest little thing. Like, you know, and I'll be like, Oh yeah, you just shut the fridge. <laughs> like anything, you know, like, oh yeah, you got your shoes on and you got your keys and you're ready to go. And, and then like, oh, oops, forgot my coffee. All right, going back to get my coffee. Oh, look at me going to get my coffee. And it's like, I'm just cheering myself on and it's so fun. And mm-hmm. it, it, and it just, I, I feel happy and I feel good and I feel motivated and I feel, and it's just, it's not, it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be um, the end goal. It's about yes. meeting myself where I am. And knowing and knowing myself, because like we said before, or like I was talking before with the other intention about like that really bad day that could have gone so much worse. It's knowing myself, you know, on a day that I'm not my best, my success is going to look different than on a day that I'm doing well. And baby steps is about like knowing, you know, what developmental, like with a baby, right? What did, what's developmentally appropriate? It's not developmentally appropriate for a toddler, for a baby to be walking with, you know, straight steps and good stride and it's not developmentally appropriate for a college student to be 
you know, tummy, tummy pulling <laughs> into the classroom <laughs> or like crawling, you know, so mm-hmm. what's developmentally appropriate. And so for me, it's like baby steps is about like, where are you right now? Like, oh, today, last night, the kids were up or sick or, you know, I'm exhausted. Maybe I'm triggered about something going on in the world or in, you know, in my life and other places. I'm just, I don't have my, my cup's not so full today. I'm just not my best. And so meet myself there and say, well, wow, you know, today you could have yelled all day and you only yelled three times. So Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're doing really great. It's so similar. They're all, they're all similar. They all kind of bleed into each other, the different Mm -hmm. intentions, but this idea of really celebrating me wherever I am for whatever steps I'm making. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's such a loving, such a loving way to live. Yeah. And I, I think you really, um, landed it when you, when you describe baby steps as it not, it's not about the end goal. You know, it's, we train when we, when as a trainer in the nurtured heart approach, when we teach this approach to our, to parents or, you know, caregivers or whoever we're teaching it to, um, usually we're teaching them how to, how to be the nurtured heart with your kids. Um, and, uh, one of the things I always say to them is, you know, baby steps, it's not about, it's not about the end goal. It's not about the, the baby learning how to walk. It's about all the things that lead up to that, all those little tiny moments of success that we don't want to turn our eyes away from um, and our heart away from and our attention from. We want to make sure that we lean in to those little steps along the way. Like with a baby, you know, you've got the the baby's lifting their head for the first time. They're rolling over for the first time. They're rocking on their knees, hands and knees for the first time, crawling, you know, pulling up on the table, taking the little side steps. Then you get to the end goal of walking. But do we wait until they start to walk before we give them that recognition? Obviously we don't wait, right? So for ourselves, we can do the same. We can give ourselves that same gift, just like you're saying. Um, I I just, I really love the way you talk about how it's, it's just meeting yourself where you're at. It's not the end goal. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is meeting yourself where you're at. If you're having a really bad day, meet yourself where, where you're at in that day and notice the things that are going right and give yourself a pat on the back for that, a recognition for that. I I love that. I think it's so easy for us to relate to this in a way of like as an employee, and I don't know if any everybody's I I I think probably everybody could relate to this, where like you work really hard and you just didn't make it. <laughs> like you, you worked really hard on whatever the project was or whatever the goal was, and you you just didn't make it, whether it was on time, you didn't make it on time or you didn't get all the steps done. Wasn't good. And enough. your boss comes in and all your boss sees is that you didn't do it. You didn't get there. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you only knew like what I had, what I had to put up with, like the printer broke and then, and then, and then the machine spilled. And then this one happened and that, I mean, how much I went through to get to where I got to. And like, all you see is that I didn't like check off the last box, but like there's 85 boxes that were checked off. Like, can I get any credit? But it's like, nope, the deadline was yesterday. You didn't put it in. So it's, and it's like, it's so disheartening. It's so disheartening to like do my best. And we're all, I really believe we're all doing our best all the time. We're doing the best with what we've got, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's not always enough for the world's, you know, critical, uh, critical, 
I'm losing the world word, but you know, the, it doesn't and but it's, but we did so much. And it's so important to at least for ourselves, give ourselves credit for all of that so much that we've done and that we do all the time. And if it's not enough for whatever that last checkbox is, so be it. But we know we did our best. And we know that we've done so much and we get to celebrate that. And you know, the outcome, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. We can't control everything. But I know that I did so much. Yes. That was such a great way to relate it to adults, um, relate the intention of baby steps to adulthood. Um, That was, that was so, so relatable. I'm glad you said that, shared that. And um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, life is going to bring us difficulty. Life is going to bring us uh, challenges that knock us down. Um, And we're going to have moments where the end goal didn't turn out the way we wanted it, wanted it to turn out. Um, and it's like you said, it's just so important that in those moments that we are celebrating all those other check boxes that did go right, that are checked off, um, celebrate those moments. Don't focus on the end goal that wasn't perfect. Focus on what did go well. And that's, that is what leads to that inner wealth and that concept of, of loving yourself, um, for all the parts of who you are. Absolutely. You, um, I don't know if you actually mentioned this, but let's talk about the toll taker. This is the, this, the third intention to stand to, to support our stand to. And, you know, basically we are, we in our own lives, we are the editor, we are the producer, we are the director of our lives. And we get to choose where and how we give our energy and we get to choose how we look at things. Um, So, Mercy, do you have a story about choosing how you look at things that you would like to share um, about how you've applied this intention to your life? I think it's just every moment. (laughs) I think every moment. Um, It's because it's, and, and it's, it runs through all the stories and all the moments. And I don't have something specific that comes out of, that comes to my head right now, but the, um, the idea that like, I get to choose to see that again, like back to those like negative moments, um, that I'm not my best and that I'm not being the best mother ever. I get to choose to see that, like, gosh, you're really not present right now, or you're not smiling at your kids. You've got a big fat scowl on your face to, to see it as, wow, you're feeling so not your best and you're so grouchy right now. And look how you're having so much restraint and self-control that you're not yelling and actually letting those angry feelings out in action. Like you're, you're obviously feeling them. And yeah, maybe your kids do feel that energy, but they also see how responsibly you're handling that negative energy and what a great role model you're being for them because they're gonna have moments where they feel like scowling and they feel angry and they feel frustrated and they feel irritable. And they're watching you not let that out on other people. So you're actually giving them by being real and by, and by feeling, you know, being transparent, you know, you're angry. I tell my kids, mommy's really grouchy right now, but I'm trying to reset. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm being, and I'm, and I'm, I'm actually being what, what a wonderful role model that is to be human and to have all kinds of emotions and all kinds of moods and, and all the ways that I'm handling those moods well, and I'm not, and I'm not acting on them. Um, and even if I do act on it, but then I didn't, then I stopped, <laughs> then I get to look at that. And then I get to celebrate that. So 
it's always, you know, how am I going to look at things? Am I going to see all the things that could have been better? Or am I going to see almost like all the things that could have gone worse and, and recognize and celebrate how well, how well I actually am doing. Um, and I think that there's a lot of humor and fun with this, with this, um, with this intention, mm-hmm. with the soul taker. Cause sometimes it can be really silly. What's great about that. Like I just spilled my coffee. Well, what's great about that is that <laughs> now my floor is going to get cleaner because I'm going to wipe it and mop it, which I maybe wouldn't have done today. So there you go. Now my floor is cleaner. Yes. So like you could have fun with it too. And like, you know, yeah, see like what's, what's great about this? Yes. Yeah. I love, <clears throat> I think the toll taker uh, intention might be one of my favorite intentions of all times. It's, it's become um, this unconscious you know, kind of mantra in my own head where I don't even realize I'm doing it, but in every moment that I, that I encounter in life, when it's something, you know, that's not so, not so great potentially. Um, I, it's like, I just put on this new lens and I don't realize it's, I I kind of picture like I'm putting on these sunglasses, right. So that I can see through a different lens. And this lens is going to show me that even though I'm seeing in front of me with physically, there's like not greatness happening, but this new lens that I'm putting on, it's allowing me to see what goes, what's beyond that, because there's always something beyond the moment of not great, right? There's always greatness in there that can be found, that can be pulled out, that can be teased out. Um, And so when I, you know, I just, whenever those moments, whenever those challenging, tricky moments um, appear in front of me. I, I have this like visualization of putting on this new lens and I'm going to see what is going right. I'm going to look at it from a different perspective instead of all that negative stuff. Like, yes, it's still there. It's not about ignoring the negativity by any means. Um, but when we put on this new lens and we look at that moment in a, in a different way, then the things start to change in front of yeah. us. It's It's like, you know, it's like this morphing, like they just morph into a new situation where you're like, oh, I see what's going right in this moment. Now I can call that out. And now I see more going right because I called out one little thing that was good about that moment. So it's probably my, um, my favorite, I, I would have to say out of the three intentions, I really, I really appreciate the, the perspective that the toll taker intention gives me. Yeah. And I, I yeah. feel like the, the determination of the nurtured heart that like H- Howard always talks about, like the warrior, this is a warrior approach. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of like, I'm going to have the last word. So like, this is going wrong and that's great because, and then, and that's going on and that's great because, and like, I'm going to find what's great about this. Like, sorry. And, yes. if I, and if I'm feeling grief and pain. Well, what's great about that is that I know how to feel my feelings and I'm aware of them and I'm not shutting them down and I'm not minimizing them. I am so strong and resilient, you know, like whatever it is, there's, there's, there's something great about that. Yes, absolutely. You know, that reminds me, I actually wrote this down because I loved what you said so much on our um, nurtured heart approach, Facebook uh, group page. So for everybody out there, you can find Mussy's quote on the, on the Facebook page if, you're, if you like it, but it relates so much to what you're saying right now. And this is what you said, the situations don't change, but the warrior-like determination to focus on the but or the and 
the grains of good in however it could have been worse and wasn't, or the small successes even in the biggest failure. This determination changes fate, transforms lives, and has the power to give you not only good days, but great days filled with meaning, purpose, joy, and pride every day. Aw, Stephanie, thank you for really reading that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is, um, it's, a, it's a powerful thing that you said, and it really does encapsulate the three stands in, in its entirety, really. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that was a perfect place to share that quote. And um, as usual, the time always goes so fast and I wanna make sure that we, we do speak a little bit to stand three. Um, so let's go ahead and move into that, which is your absolute clarity on your rules, having clear, consistent rules and boundaries in your life, whether it's with yourself or with your children or the people around you. Um, so let's chat a little bit about the importance of creating those clear boundaries and limits in our lives not just for our kids, but also for keeping our own inner wealth intact. We have to have boundaries for ourselves, right? And we can both share some of our, um, I would love to hear actually scratch that. If you want to share some of your own stories of how you have set limits and boundaries for yourself, um, I would love to hear about that. Or if you have like a daily mantra that you say to yourself to support your clear boundaries, um, whatever comes to your mind. Well, I guess what comes to my mind most is um, this, I, this idea that I've incorporated since becoming a trainer in the nurture card approach, which is that every single morning, rain or shine, I, I take a shower because in the shower, um, I have quiet. I only hear the water and the fan and I, um, and I, and I build my inner wealth. I do some inner wealth breathing and I go through and I, I just, you know, I, I, um, I just, I, I fill myself up and that happened out of clarity of like, I'm the guardian of my own spirit and I'm the guardian of my own inner wealth. And if I'm going to just roll out of bed, I'm not the type of person that can just roll out of bed and be the best mom ever. Everyone's in my way. And I'm annoyed at everyone when I just wake up, like everybody get away. <laughs> so, so, and I've been really clear with my family that this is something it's like, I want to be a good mommy and I don't want to yell at you. And I don't want to be frustrated at you. And I want, and I love you so much. And I'm so excited to spend the day with you. And when I wake up, I feel so grumpy and the shower helps me reset. So mm -hmm. no matter how inconvenient it is to you, you know, no matter how much you hate it, no matter how much you're banging on that door that you want mommy to come out of the shower, mommy's taking a shower. And in the beginning, everybody hated it, but everyone became more independent and getting their own breakfast, which is great. And, um, and I, and I, and I have my, like, it's my, it's my sacred inner wealth breathing time. It, mm -hmm. and I need that, you know? And so it's a question, it's always stand through clarity boundaries is always a question of like, once I've done my stand one and stand two and kind of reset myself, of like, what do I need? Or what needs to happen here? Like in that story with my son on my back, it was so clear to me, I need space. This is a heavy, big mattress and I feel hot and flushed and flooded. I can't have someone on my back right now. And that's not good or bad. I just need to make that clear. I just need to tell him that I need him to get off my back. Like simple, mm -hmm. you know? And right when I said it, he did it. <laughs> it was that simple. Mm -hmm. um, he just thought we're having fun here, monkeying around because I've got a mattress on my head. So, <laughs> so it's like, what do I need? What do I need in my life? You know, is it, is it exercising every day? Is it, you know, for me, when I get into the house, um, there's a few things I need to do. First of all, generally speaking, if I need the restroom, nothing else comes before that. I'm going, you know, sorry, kiddos, little things that I maybe used to push my needs away in order to be there for everybody. And then end up getting so frustrated at everyone because 
my needs were getting pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. And stand three is about recognizing, oh, wait a second here. I'm responsible for what needs to happen for me because I'm the one that knows that and nobody else needs to know that. And I, I'm, I need to tell them, you know, I need to stand, I need to stand up for what needs to happen here. I need to have clear rules, clear boundaries, clear expectations and get my own needs met. And it's like, okay, kiddos, this is what's happening. When we get into the house, mommy's going to go in the room and change because she's uncomfortable. She's going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she's going to get a drink. She's going to, you know, plug in her phone or what, you know, whatever, and get dinner on the stove because it's late and we're all hungry. And then I'll be open to talking and chatting and helping you with this and helping you with that and doing that with you, you know, and if they ask yes. for other things, no, the answer is no, I'm sorry. I can't like this is, and it's not, it's just, and trusting that they'll be able to handle it and figure right. it out is also a big part of stand three because, and, and it's, again, it's the role modeling. I'm giving them permission to, to have that kind of um, strength in their life and empowerment in their life to say no and to have boundaries and to put their needs first. It's so it's, and, and everyone's happier after it's not nice to say, yes, from a place of resentment, it's nicer to say no from a place of love. Mm, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I love how you said, um, you know, it's kind of, kind of like a mantra of I am the guardian of my own spirit and my own inner wealth. Um, I mean, that's a great mantra for people to say to themselves, uh, because um, we have to guard our own spirit and our own inner wealth. I mean, our goal as a, as parents, I want to say, I'll just speak to parenthood, your goal, one of like the main basic goals of being a parent is that you, you care so deeply about helping your kids to strive and succeed and be successful human beings in the world. Um, and to be loving and caring and compassionate human beings in the world and to be trusting and honoring and on and on and on and on all of those things with we're always thinking as a parent, like, how do I do this? I got to do that. I got to make sure that my kids are A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Well, you can't, you physically cannot do those things for your children unless you do them for yourself as well. So I love that mantra. I am the guardian of my own spirit and my own inner wealth. And if I get that under control, you know, if I, let me rephrase that. If I, cause it's not about control. If I am, you know, able to absolutely guard my, my inner wealth and build my inner wealth through stand one, stand two and stand three, then it's going to pour out of me. And I'm going to be able to build the inner wealth of my children with far more depth and connection than if I wasn't taking care of myself. So back to stand three, like you said, Missy, that's that, that clarity of how to take care of yourself. Um, you know, whether it is, okay, when I walk in the door, first thing, you know, listing off the items of on your list of things that are going to happen before anybody else's needs come into play, um, that opens it up so that you are fully available to connect with your kids, you know? And if you didn't do that, if you didn't take those steps of to, to take care of your own self needs, you're not going to be as available as a human being to be able to pour into your children the way you want to. So take those moments, have that stand three clarity. What is your stand three clarity? You know, you know, Missy just shared what her stand three clarity is. Um, but what is yours? And figure out what your clarity is, what, how, what your needs are and what your boundaries are. And then you can honor and honor that in yourself and honor that in your children and model it for them so that they can do the same, just like Missy was sharing. So that was, that was great. And this whole conversation 
could go on for hours and hours. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatness um, of, of restraint of all the things I want to say that I'm not saying. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and, you know, that's the beauty of living a nurtured heart life is that it just, it, it brings out of us this joy and gratitude, as you said, at the attitude of gratitude of life in general. And it just makes you want to chat about it and you can go into deeper levels for a a, a very long time. So um, I am really grateful for the time that I had with you though. Um, I never have gotten to have just a one-on-one with the embassy and um, it was fun. And I enjoyed listening to your process, your journey, Um, And I think that a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are going to really find some um, pearls in what you shared today with the three stands. So thank you for sharing and for taking the time out of your day. You're showing great care and compassion um, for, for the world, for who might be, whoever might be listening. And also you've clearly are demonstrating how much you're showing care and compassion for yourself. Um, so I'm glad you were here. Hmm, breathing that in. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. This is so fun for me as well. Yes. And if, do you have any last um, pearls of wisdom before we do end the call for today um, to share with our listeners about the importance of building our own inner wealth? Gosh, I just, I, I guess it's like a, almost like a plea, like, you know, how much have we all always wished for, like just happiness, joy, love, acceptance, validation. It's just, it's what we all want. And, and it's like, well, guess what? Like, here's a way, <laughs> like, here's a way that you can actually have all those things. And it's in your hands, not in anybody else's, because you get to be the guardian of that. And you get to, to really be that way to yourself. Like nurtured heart is like I said in the bio, like permission permission to really be that for myself all the time. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I am so grateful for Nurture Heart in my life. And if you have any opening mentally, emotionally, financially, and time-wise to learn more about Nurtured Heart, give yourself that gift because it's just an, it's a bottomless bucket of, of goodness. And it just, it's, it's just infinite. (laughs) So dive in and join us here in this awesome swim. It's true. I love that. Yeah. I've been practicing nurtured heart since 2007 and I still like, you know, the bottomless bucket, it's actual truth because I'm still finding out new, finding new layers, new depths, um, that nurtured heart, uh, helps me to see in myself and in the world around me. And it's just a, it's a, it is a gift. Um, it's an, an, a never ending gift. (laughs) Yes. Um, so it keeps on giving. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. All right. Well, just for a reminder for our listeners, you can go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com for more information on trainings in your area and free resources. And a very special thank you to my guest, Musi Diskin, and to everybody listening. Don't forget to see what's going right in your daily journey. One thing I can tell you without blinking I'm not giving that time to negative thinking Those fears in the past have left me sinking With all the worries and doubts I used to grow Bad finances or flagging relations 
don't go in that direction I'm now a proponent of taking time to feel all the moments Knowing what you want to do with these moments Choosing to see the greatness in your moments Breathe into greatness Radiate your heart with greatness Breathe it into every cell Then breathe it out to the world as well Reset to your heart's intention Rededicate to this connection Reset then to your...